El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, mind your own damn business. Joining me today, he is the co-host of this podcast, and I have to come up with shit to say about him every time he's on, which is highly annoying. But hey, I make it work anyway. He's a great comedian. He's got a bunch of other podcasts you can listen to, none more important than this one, but there are other podcasts out there. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May, also joining me. He is one of the funniest people working in comedy today, or tomorrow, or any day. He used to host a podcast called Mean Boys that you've probably heard. Now, he hosts a different podcast called This Is Not A Show. You should check that out sometime. Ladies and gentlemen, Keith Carey. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Jeff, stop it. I'm um, sorry. Keith, you saw what Jeff was doing, right? He's doing the shitty little... Yeah, yeah, he is. See? Oh, so now you guys are teaming up on me to do the thing to make the listeners... He just asked me what I saw, and I reported honestly. Yeah, this is some started the Zoom meeting, so I'm legally responsible to tell him when you're being a little bitch. This Uh, is some absolute bullshit. It's in the terms and conditions when you join Zoom. Hey, and he called me a little bitch. But you are well, a little bitch. Well, you come bitch. in here smelling like shit, acting oh. like a little bitch, doing Italian hands, and then... <laughs> smelling like absolute shit is Jeff May, my oh, co-host. Hey, He's back. Hey, look at me. I'm Jeff May. I'm one of the mean men over here. <laughs> hey, mean hey. men is dead. <laughs> no, mean boys died. Mean men. Yeah. Going strong. <laughs> mean men carry on. <laughs> hey, speaking of mean men, Keith Carey's here. Hey, Keith. Hey, buddy. How's it going, man? You haven't been on in a while. I've been so bad at booking this podcast during the core. I know it's it's all. I did think about it like two months ago. I was like, man, I bet Adam did five million podcasts during COVID, and I didn't get an email. I was like, did I fuck up? I think you were on yeah. our first Zoom show, and that's- I think I might have been. Yeah, and I I was like, I must have been really bad. <laughs> no, you were great. You're always great. It's also really hard when we're like expecting people to come for us instead of just being like, hey, do you want me to do a show? Right. Like, like, cause that's the thought. The, the people that get booked are the ones that do that. And I'm like, I don't, I, I'm not going to do that. Right. I, I'm, that seems embarrassing to me. Yeah. I'm glad to be back, though. Yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know why I've been so bad about like mixing up the groups of guests since covid because now it's easier we all re- record right remotely so well, i think it, once you get into that rhythm of like all right these are like the four things that work it's like ah why am i gonna try and like change well, shit it's actually Adam, a whole lot of that before yeah. keith came on you were like this is the first time i've had keith on because i don't like keith well Which is fair yeah i mean there was that but also like it extends to people beyond keith who you know oh. real people things yeah. like that people that yeah. i don't keith. like me either like i'm trying to push <laughs> myself out of my own podcast as well that makes sense yeah. Uh, Who among us wouldn't mind being released? Yeah. <laughs> the sweet freedom of internet death. <laughs> oh, it would be so nice. So we're doing another international news roundup episode this week because I like to keep people's fingers on the pulse of world events. That is primarily what this podcast is for, is to keep people informed about what's happening in the world. We don't do a great job of it all the time but yeah, and just to the listener if you get all of your news about the world from this show you should not be allowed to like vote like or any podcast go, go no. somewhere else for information as well no, no because voting is just american news right global news right right yeah so that's how that's how we get the loophole in there you that's go you we gotta get your finger on the loophole yeah. yeah you can't you can't you can't be a member of an international tribunal there you, go. You, can. you can't be in the UN if you like on pops. I guess tribunal would be the, the correct way to say that word. I don't know why I said it. Yeah, you did say it very weird. Tribunal. Tribunal. Was that yeah. what you said? Don't say I that. Said tribunal instead of tribunal. It's probably because of the Marvel Series 3 trading card, the living tribunal that I used to pronounce incorrectly because I didn't know what that word was when I was 11. Oh, you're stupid. 
I'm stupid. What do you want from me? <laughs> fucking nerd doesn't know how to say tribunal. <laughs> fucking nerdlinger. That's not the word, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dork. <laughs> High five. Go take Keith. your marble cards and trade them for <laughs> pussy, dude. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get into this first story. Uh, right off the bat, did anyone watch Squid Game? I have not. I'm one episode in. I have watched it all, and it is fantastic, especially if you like seeing people get shot in the face. Because I do love that. I don't. I do not not like that. There is there is plenty of faces getting shot the fuck off in Squid Game. It's like the Hunger Games for adults, except uh, instead of people from your district nominating you to go, someone just approaches you and says, "Hey, you have shitty credit. You want to get your slate wiped clean?" Come play Squid Game. And people do. And uh, they get shot in the face. And it's a really good show. And all the world has been watching it. So much so that an internet service provider in Korea is suing Netflix over a huge surge in traffic caused primarily by people watching Squid Game. Which sounds crazy. Like it, it's... Sounds like a weird thing for an internet service provider to sue someone over. But there's a weird hitch in that, for some reason, Netflix doesn't have to pay for additional traffic usage like other corporations operating in Korea do. Amazon, Apple, Facebook, all of them pay for uh, this broadband service. And Netflix's argument is, well, we create jobs, so we don't have to. Yeah, and now the other companies are like, Motherfucker, what do you think we do? Yeah. We, we abuse people just like you do. Yeah. Well, Netflix is like, all right, we'll pay, like, internet fees to whoever shoots the most guys in the face. Like, they just turn yeah. it into, they use the yeah. same plan. That would be so funny in court if they're like, people had never heard of your rinky-dink country until yeah. we put it on the map with Squid Game. <laughs> you're like, the fuck did you just say? Yeah, they, they actually sued this internet service provider, which is called SK Broadband. They sued them last year to avoid having to pay these fees. What is the argument? Your Honor, uh, it is our right as the white devil uh, to reward you with nothing. <laughs> and then Amazon pokes its head in and it's like, excuse me, did you just call yourself the white devil? Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, you could say it in a way that uh, Netflix has no soul. Jeff. Oh, get the fuck out of oh, here, dude. Bye, everybody. It was so nice seeing you. See you later. Bye, Jeff. It's been Jeff May, everybody. Man. He's done his job now. Going out on a mediocre pun, I guess. I'm mostly <laughs> mad because I was trying to think of a bad soul pun, and you beat me there. Uh, Jeff's a real soul man. <laughs> like that old movie from the 80s where the guy dresses up like a Korean man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they should reboot that. They should do Oh, yeah. America's man. ready. Just add an E right in there. Man, that movie. You can. I bet you can still rent it on online. Oh, yeah, it's definitely still around. Oh, and uh, what was it? Uh, C. Thomas Howell? Was that the, the actor? Yeah. He, he, like, At least he was in blackface great. for a good reason, which was to steal a scholarship from a person of color. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't see the problem. What's wrong with that movie? Hey, back to Netflix. I wonder if it's on Netflix. I wonder if Netflix is refusing to pay internet traffic fees in South Korea so they can stream Soul Man. To the yeah. populace. The rights are so expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Netflix pays these fees in the United States, so they should just fucking pay it. <clears throat> I don't know why. Like, this is one of those stories that if you just read the headline, it seems silly. And right. most people just read the headline. But this this company has a good argument on their side. I mean, this is like big corporation 101 where it's like they could absolutely afford to do this the non-shithead way. But it's like, ah, we're big enough that we can just fuck you over and absolutely get away with it. So they'll just do that forever. Yeah, the 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 plaintiff in this case, you know, the 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 ISP is just their whole base is just what the fuck, right? Like that's their whole legal argument, and it's the most sound argument yeah. you could possibly imagine. We plead the legal principle of, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what are you doing, man? Yeah. yeah, that's the Joe Biden campaign platform. Yeah, come on, man, you gotta. Gotta pay for the internet when you use the internet. I almost got stabbed by Corn Pop, man. Yeah. You can't be using the phone while you're trying to watch Squid Game. I do love those broadband or those those smartphone commercials that are like unlimited data. And then it's just a family huddled around one smartphone watching a movie. 
No yeah. one does that. No one does that. I know. That's like the the saddest way to be part of the future. <laughs> yeah. Jeff's silent because he does that. I'm sorry, but this is really hitting me in my wheelhouse. So. <laughs> hey, let's stay on Korea for a minute and uh, talk about one of my favorite topics in all the land, which is vehement racism in international soccer. Woo, woo, woo. What? That's really? I say it all the time, but that that's one thing I take solace in when it comes to this country's uh, quick descent into fascism is at least we're not Europe yet. Because yeah, the, you show up at a Lakers game and try to get an anti-Semitic chant going, it's not going to go well. You're going to get kicked yeah. out. You try that shit in Europe, you're going to have about 15,000 people joining in. Yeah, you could probably get it like at an NFL game. You could probably get something going, but certainly not. I don't know. Depending on which game. Like, I feel like to, if you tried to... it in at any sporting event in the U.S., you would just yeah. end up on Twitter and right. uh, being written about and canceled. I like, okay, but the was... NFL had a team whose name was a racial slur until like six weeks ago. So yeah. like And now their name is just ironically football team. Yeah, now their name is sorry, we were too cool. Yeah. This is this what you want? Well, I mean, it... I have a feeling you could get away with an anti Semitic chant in like the New Orleans Saints games, you know? Yeah, Probably. maybe. Or or a Raiders game at the very least. But you can you, get any chant going on at a Raiders game. You can get game. anything yeah. at a Raiders game. Yeah. That's Racist like, Raiders chants, games are like international men. waters. Yeah. There's, yeah. No, there's no rules at a Raiders game. As long as you're stabbing somebody while you're chanting it, anything goes. <laughs> stab, uni- stab immunity right there. <laughs> so this time around, we're talking about Manchester United. <clears throat> very, very popular team. In it. it yeah, yeah. Popular right. team in it, governor. Oh, we's the Manchester United, me is. Hey, fucking Mary Poppins. <laughs> we kicked the footy. <laughs> Ted Lasso. I fucking love Ted. Ted Lasso is the only good thing about soccer. <laughs> I watched the first season. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Second season is dark, man. It gets heavy. I don't want it to be dark. I just want that guy to have a good time and give people cookies, man. He doesn't have a good time in the second season. Oh, biscuits, in it. Biscuits. You mean biscuits, Keith. Oh, oh sorry. Sorry, I'm not cultured. <laughs> Keith. I don't have my finger on the pulse of the world or whatever it is you do here. <laughs> we spoils me food, me does. <laughs> All right, I put it in the pot and I put vinegar in the pot and then it's gross. Oh, their food is awful. Yeah. Even what if a milkshake food. was made of fish. Brit- British people act like they make good Indian food. No, they don't. No. I've had curry at two different British pubs and it was wretched. They're yeah. coasting by on chicken tikka marsala. Yeah. They invade they invented it, so then they're just rolling with it. Did they? Well, I mean it was invented well, I mean, in their country, yeah. but I don't yes. think I don't think like John Lennon invented it. Well, it's like the UK. They like to claim things that were invented yeah. while they owned the place it happened. Oh, that doesn't sound like the UK at all. <laughs> so Manchester United used to have a midfielder, everyone knows what that is, named Park Ji Sung, who was Korean. He still is Korean. He is, in fact, not from Manchester. He's from South Korea. Played for Man U from 2005 to 2012. He was a fan favorite. And while he was there, fans would sing a song in his honor whenever he took the field. I would also like to add that a seven-year career in Manchester United is very impressive. It is. He must have been very good. Especially as a midfielder, because that's the most running back and forth position in soccer. Yeah, me and Keith fucking know that. I, I am taking your word for it. You could be you could be lying about every word of this, and I would be like, "Uh huh, sure." I mean, I I coached soccer, so I mean, that's my favorite. Oh, bit. way to brag, dude! Yeah, congratulations. Hey. That's my favorite bit in Ted Lasso is that he just will never understand the offsides rule, it's right? Great. And it's uh, like, don't you? Didn't football have offsides? Uh, I think offsides is different in the different sports. There's offsides in hockey, which no one gives a shit about. There's offsides in soccer, which no one gives a shit about. Then there's the real offsides, which is in football. So this song, let's talk about this song. They still sing it from time to time whenever this guy is within eye shot or whenever any other player of Korean descent does something good for the team. Like Wong Hee Chan, who joined Manchester United last month. They have brought this song back in his honor. Problem is... The song is actually super offensive, uh, primarily because it includes a line about eating dog meat. And did you say woof? (laughs) Goddamn right. That's that's rough. (laughs) (laughs) 
This is a quote from Park Ji Sung, who was the former midfielder. I know that United fans don't mean any offense to him for that song, but still I have to educate the fans to stop that word, which is usually these days a racial insult to the Korean people. That particular word is very discomforting for Korean people, and I really feel very sorry for the younger players who heard that kind of song. In Korea, things have changed a lot. It is true that historically we have eaten dog meat, But these days, particularly the younger generation, they really hate it. The culture has changed. It seems like a little get off my lawn. He's like, sure, we used to eat delicious dog meat, but this younger generation hates it. Yeah, these these woke kids with their Olivia Rodrigo's and they're not eating (laughs) dogs anymore. They're ruining everything. I will say that the hypocrisy of what meat is okay to eat and what meat isn't okay to eat is ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's I have. I have zero problem with people eating dog, if I'm totally honest. Like, don't eat, like, mine. But, like, other than that, like, go nuts. Like, yeah. eat a dog. Have you met a pig? Because they're fucking great. Yeah, yeah and I I would feel no qualm about meeting, like, America's nicest pig, like, playing around with it in the barn and then shooting it in the head and eating it. Yeah, eating like, that's it what you do to animals. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. They lost. Like, yeah. when people are like, don't eat horse. You kidding oh, me? Oh, eat the shit out of a horse, dude. I'm gonna I'm going to eat horse as soon as I can. I would oh, yeah. like to eat as many stuff as possible. Just, there was uh, that there was that scandal a while back about Ikea meatballs Ikea. and whether oh, I went those to Ikea that day. Yeah, whether those had <laughs> horse meat in them. It's like if they do have horse meat in them, get me some horse meat because yeah. that shit's delicious. Yeah, get me more horse meatballs. Yeah. And look, I've had them post scandal. They're not as good now. Like it's <laughs> yeah, like, like Four Loco. They fucked with the original recipe that was gross and now it's no good. It's McDonald's like McDonald's fries, too. It's, there it's you like go. when a diner cleans out its grease traps and stuff, and you're just like, <laughs> ah, it's not the same. They cleaned out the horse bucket at Ikea, and now I don't want to go there for lunch no more. No. The McDonald's fries thing was kind of shady. What was because, the McDonald's fry thing? Well, it finally came out that their fries were cooked in beef fat, but they weren't telling people that. So, like, vegetarians would show up at McDonald's gotcha. and be like, oh, well, I'll just have the fries. And they yeah, were like, okay. Here you go. <laughs> so they had to stop using beef fat. Now they're not as good. No, nothing like when you use tallow to make something, it's going to taste better. Yeah. Like fat is scientifically tastier to your brain. Yeah. Yeah. Nature wants us to eat all these guys, it like sure all does. this alive shit. Like they make it taste good for a reason. I like how we can't mention eating a, an animal without getting into like a seven minute discussion on what animals we would kill to eat right now. <laughs> I fucking get me a kangaroo meat right now. I want it. Yeah, there's that restaurant by the Santa Monica airport called Typhoon. And I don't know if they finally got permanently shut down, but there were a couple different times where they got shut down briefly for serving endangered animals. Holy shit. And it's like, that's so cool. Like, like, that's like you ordered it on purpose or like they were lying and saying it was beef, but it was really a koala kind of thing. I think they were just like pulling the high rollers aside and being like, hey. Yeah. You want to eat a bald eagle? I'm in the back room. <laughs> you want to know what freedom tastes like, my dog? Yeah, that's Illuminati shit right there. Oh, hell yeah. That's uh, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos of Lady and the Tramped over like an eagle intestine at some point. Yeah, they had a big band night every Thursday, so you know they're selling endangered animals. That's like oh, yeah. old, rich, white person shit. That's an eyes wide shut party in the back where they're having weird rich people orgies and eating the last five platypuses in the world. Yeah, just a bunch of like naked dudes eating a quagga with masks on. <laughs> he is right, though, that the culture in South Korea is changing when it comes to eating dog meat. Uh, In September, South Korean President Moon Jae-in ordered the government to start exploring the idea of banning the consumption of dog meat in the country altogether. Uh, There are roughly 3,000 dog farms still operating in South Korea. Here's the problem. With me, it's not so much getting mad at people for what meat they choose to eat. In this case, these dogs are kept in deplorable conditions. I hate like, to break it to you about, about the meat we eat out here. I, I know, I know. But, but it's the same. It's the same, but it's not quite the same. And it's not always the same. Like, there are farms in this country that it, there have been practices put in place to make 
it a little more ethical. Like killing an animal and eating it's never going to be like it's never going to be smooth. Like you're, you're never going to come out Until without literal it. blood on your hands. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, hey man, look at me. Like I grew up on a farm and we used to rent it out to people that would have cows and they would to to butcher a cow what they would do is they would just drop a bunch of bread whichever the first cow would come up to start eating it they would just put a fucking shotgun to its forehead and pull the trigger i saw that shit happen that's fucked it's also the most humane way to kill a cow yeah and they don't know like cow doesn't understand what a shotgun is i feel like the other cows might have figured it out (laughs) i mean yeah probably but that first one got off easy he's like oh boy i get bread and then lights out yeah what a great day to be that cow yeah i mean that is the most ethical way to put down any animal. It happens at fucking horse races, which are super ethical. Uh, remember a couple, I don't remember the horse's name, but there was a horse that was in contention for the con, or the triple crown. And in the last of the triple crown races, instead of winning, it broke its leg during the race. And they shot that motherfucker right on the track. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even like cart him like behind a shed or something. Yeah. A butcher comes out. <laughs> starts making Ikea meatballs. <laughs> Putting it in the back of a big Ikea truck. Just if anyone asks, it's a mattress. Go, go, go. He's got shitty knives with him. Next no, week, you're at, the- ty- you're at Typhoon next week, and they're like, hey, you want to eat a potential triple crown winner? <laughs> you want to eat cigar? <laughs> the criticism of eating dog meat has increased in Korea. Right now, about 27% of South Korean homes have pets, with the majority of them being dogs. And it seems like that's what's changing public sentiment. Because here's the thing, cows are cute. But you get one in your house, you're still going to be like, I'd rather eat this asshole than have it around. Right. But a dog, it's going to be. cow's asshole. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's good for the environment. Swallow those farts. Don't let them get to the Get that cow from the inside. Save yeah. the ozone. <laughs> Munch on cow butt. I feel bad, too, because it's like clearly the fans of this like team, like they they're trying to be good, but they don't know as white people how to root for an Asian guy without being racist. It's it's very hard not being racist when you're British. Yeah, or just as a sport, like look, I'm an Angels fan, and like we have Shohei Otani this year, who's like the best baseball player in the world. But I'm watching a bunch of Orange County baseball dads try to figure out how to like Shohei Otani without being racist, and it is a very thin line they're walking. Yeah. It's like, okay, the headband is fine. The big picture of, like, super Japanese-ass lettering, you don't know what it means, is maybe on the line. Yeah. They're like, can we do the eyes thing? Can we? Oh, I saw thing? one guy definitely do the eyes, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't, no, no, no. Come on, man. We're having a good time here. Orange County is where you want to go to see some nice, old-timey Southern racism in California. Yeah, somehow in 2021 on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, it is like it got teleported from Alabama. (laughs) So, yeah. Like, can't they sing, like, a BTS song or something like that? Yeah, that seems like everybody's fine there. Yeah. Yeah, Sing that ice cream song by Blackpink. Maybe that'll go over better. Sure. It's got Selena Gomez on it. What is Blackpink? It's a K-pop You know group. what it is. Okay, I thought it was the Shocker. There's two in the black, one in the pink. Uh, it's like a reverse shock. Do people call it the black? I, I do for the sake <laughs> of forcing this pun. But <laughs> Tell me more about the pun. I've been awake for like 40 minutes, dude. I'm doing my best. <laughs> You're doing great, Keith, in that specific explanation as to how it's going. <laughs> Hey, 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 we needs to stop being racist at the Koreans, we does. We'll find someone new to be racist at. (laughs) Next season on Ted Lasso. Yeah, right. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's talk about another crazy-ass animal story, this time uh, also involving the UK. There are concerns in the UK right now about giant rats, rats the size of cats, invading homes by entering through the toilet. Oh, me's a rat coming through your toilet, me is. This is horrifying. Anytime there's any story about animals emerging from the toilet, 
it's bad because all you can picture is getting bit the in the asshole box to ghoulies. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All we or can the, think everybody, all everybody's thinking about right now is the ghoulies box. No, I'll tell you what I'm thinking about is the time I saw Limp Biscuit in concert and Fred Durst to start the concert emerged from a gigantic toilet, which you got to give it to Fred Durst. He was always, are you serious? He was aware of his standing in the world and how people viewed him. Yeah, he did. They, they came out of a, you can probably see it on YouTube. He come, he rises up out of a giant toilet and I think they were performing break stuff. It was actually kind of a cool moment. That fucking rocks. Not not for nothing. I've seen Limp Bizkit live like early, early in their career. And it they was not a bad experience for the time at the very least. Yeah, they were I great. If- I saw them in 1999. So Yeah, I saw them in 97, I want to say. Yeah, it was Ooh. fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about these fucking rats. Andrew Delbridge, a representative from a company called Ace Pest Control, said the rodents have become bigger and braver after lockdown and even forced one couple to leave their home. Man. That's, you got to have more guns in the UK. Yeah. That leads me to believe that it's less about this rat being strong and more about this couple being kind of pussies, though. Like, I don't like know, I'm man. sorry, a rat the size of a cat, if I have two people, we could probably kick it to death if we had to. Like, man, there's... I don't know. Sure, you probably could take it, but do you want to risk it? I mean, I guess I don't want to, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm not giving up my home to the rat. I yeah. feel like there's plague flashbacks happening there. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, like last time this happened, everyone died. Yeah. I mean, what do you do? You have to hit it with a cricket bat, right? Well, see, I brought up guns and I kind of mean it because one of the most memorable experiences of my childhood, my grandmother's house had mice and I was uh, recently gifted a BB gun at this point in my childhood. I was maybe 10 or 11 and I was watching TV and I saw a mouse run behind the TV and run into the closet and I went and grabbed that BB gun and just kind of stood in the doorway of the closet and at one point the mouse poked its head out from behind a vacuum cleaner hose and I shot that motherfucker in the face and I was simultaneously elated and sadder than I've ever been in my life because it just like slowly died which was very hard to watch but also I was like what a fucking shot that was holy shit and like i would prefer a big rat because you could do the same thing like yeah. you could just shoot it it's going to be a rat easier with a bb gun your fucking day is going to be wrecked yeah yeah well, that mean, rat gonna is going to take like that a... gun from you and pistol with you with it like <laughs> you're going to need like a 22 or something i understand <laughs> the rat yeah. just pulls out two guns like oh shit <laughs> you got rat... to drop on me yeah a rat that size talks like a soprano's side character <laughs> yeah you, you think that's a, fucking, a gun? You, yeah, you trying to pull a fucking gun on me, yeah. Don? Listen, you fuck. You put one of mine in the vet. I put two of yours in the morgue. The, this guy says this is happening because the stuff we're throwing away these days is a lot fattier. Like, we're just chucking food in, in the rubbish bins, as those weirdos call them. The dust bins. And when you take into account that COVID meant a lot of us were at home more, we were throwing all our Grubhub takeout in the trash and now rats are converging on UK homes and wanting to come in through the toilet. We're making is, some fat fucking rats, man. Yeah. Remember Pizza Rat? That yeah, was a yeah. thing. Yeah, he was a little guy though. These rats. Yeah, but now we've upgraded eating... to stuffed crust pizza rat and they're just they're evolving. <laughs> Detroit yeah, is, style pizza rat. This is yeah. Calzone rat. He's, <laughs> Calzone he's getting, rat. He's getting double the cows, man. <laughs> he's like a Chicago pizza rat. Oh shit. <laughs> Deep dish pizza rat. <laughs> He's just too fat to walk. He's in a little rascal scooter. He's got a t-shirt that doesn't cover his whole belly. You guys want to get bit or whatever? (laughs) Yeah, I I generally don't like infestations in my home. I've lived in a home that was infested with roaches before. Ah, ah. Yeah, I've lived in a house that had mice. I lived in one house that had mice, and there was this... uh, probably asbestos drop ceiling uh, above this one room. And you could right above where I sat, you could hear them scratching at that, those tiles. You know, what's weird to me is that that that's not uncommon. Like in, in a situation I grew up, sometimes mice just show up, especially in the winter. Yeah. They, they would just go inside the house and you'd hear them. You'd be like, ah, fuck, we got mice and you'd set traps like that. Yeah. was. But we had but, too many for traps, unless you wanted yeah. to hear traps going off a couple times a day. 
Which, but the and then the other part of that too, though, is that these rats like I don't feel like a trap's going to do much to these fuckers. Yeah, you need like a bear trap to catch these fucking things. Yeah. You need a bouncer. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dog. You're not on the list. Just kicks a rat back into the gutter. You could get a cat, but if they're the size of cats, I still think that's a cat even, is going to take a cat. Yeah. No, because rats don't have the reach. Like a if cat's we're getting better into, being a cat than a rat is. Yeah. If so you're yeah. going to take it out, but rats Boxing are stats. scrappy, man. But those cats, man, they're going to have that reach on the rat. Sure. A two cat, cats. I, look, I, I'll say this. A cat might be the better boxer, but I feel like a rat is more of an MMA fighter. Better yeah. grappler, sure. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they'll take it to the ground, and I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. Plus, the cat's, cat's going to be like, like hey, shots. that's not proper technique. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. The, your cat is like shots, and it's been hanging out inside your flat, mate. Uh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, this rat from the fucking sewers shows up. I don't know how well he would be. Yeah. All that said, I moved recently, and the place I live has, there's a patio out back, and we have one of those screens that you can just walk through, and then it closes on its own with magnets, and those, they're not sealed at the bottom. So those things that don't work very well. Yeah. I mean, they work well for what I need them for, which is to be able to keep my door open, but that unsecured bottom part means anything can just walk in my home and it turns out in the area where I live that anything is lizards. And I just every once in a while nope. will see a little baby lizard scampering around my kitchen. And I'm like, ah, it's going to leave. It's fine. Because what them. am I going to do? Step on it? I'm not. I love, I love them so much. Yeah. I don't like they're fine. They're not. Well, they those are the guys that eat roaches. Yeah. Like I want them to eat my bugs for yeah. sure. And what like is- if a lizard just comes, I look over and there's a lizard on the arm of my couch i'm like oh no i have another pet now doing push-ups bugs bugs don't bother me but like reptiles or amphibians and shit being in my house is so upsetting to me like a lizard would be way more upsetting than a bunch of roaches to me i don't know why Oof, no no roaches i I grew up with roaches and we had so so many roaches when i was a kid we had so many roaches like my little brother had like i don't want to three and he had like the like a plastic tool set like for kids and his favorite game was to play Exterminator, where we just run around killing roaches with a tiny plastic hammer. <laughs> that oh. was most of our childhood. I, I, I frightened off uh, Jeff. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Give me a thumbs up when I can come back onto the show. You're uh, good. Uh, I have so anyway, I ate all those roaches. <laughs> <laughs> I have a legitimate problem with roaches. Where oh, like, God. Uh, like it, it's yeah. I fuck. I grew up with two things always around that I absolutely hated, which were roaches and snow. And I I moved to California to escape the snow and also got here and found that there aren't nearly as many bugs as there are other places. Like I haven't seen a June bug in over a decade. We don't have exciting bugs. We just have ants and like roaches sometimes. Yeah. But like there's no, none of the weird ones, no dragonflies and shit. But yeah, I'll, I'll take lizards that eat bugs over actual bugs any day. So Good puppies. And they do those little push-ups, and it's very cute. Yeah, I did uh, (coughs) try to usher one out of the house when I saw it, and I was just, like, pushing it with a phone charger cord, like something gentle. And at one point, it rolled over and started playing dead. It's like, come on, dude. Just... So then I had to use my finger and get it back up on its feet, and then it just scampered out. And after that, I was like, that's too much work. Just get a credit card under it, and then just sort of flip it is what you do. It's kind of like a catapult. I'm thinking of getting like some little Dixie cups. And when I see him, I'll just like usher it into that cup and then fucking chuck it out into the yard. It'll enjoy the flight or it'll die when it lands. I don't know how lizards handle that kind of thing. Once they're out the door, that's no longer your concern. Yeah. Yeah. I did my part. Yeah, He can die outside. (laughs) Yeah. He's fine. Bye. (laughs) Later, fucker. Good luck, fucker. (laughs) So, yeah. Enjoy your fucking rats, England. Let's talk about more animals. So animal invasion of a different sort. There has been an onslaught of fatal snake bite attacks in India. Snakes kill tens of thousands of people in India every year. That's so many people. Yeah, well, that, India is so many people, to be fair. Like, it, yeah. it's, it's the second most populated and the fastest growing population. But yeah. If, if you're a snake that wants to kill people, what a dope place to end up. You're just like, I don't even have to work that hard. Cause like, if you're a snake, oh. who, a snake who wants to kill in America, it's rare. You're going to be next to a guy, but in India, you're just like, I'm around and they don't got anywhere to go. So boom, 
Look, being a being a venomous snake in India is like being a white guy in America. You're in the right place at the right time. <laughs> I'm just picturing like that rat in Charlotte's Web who goes to the fair and is just like, "Oh my god, there's so much garbage." Yeah, we're the, it's the Templeton of of being a, a terrible uh, nightmare murder snake. Yeah, I don't I don't know if people remember this story, but are either of you familiar with Cologne Tiger? Uh, no. Cologne is Tiger that a, is that a K-pop band as well? <laughs> Cologne Tiger is an incident that also happened in India a couple years back. Because Indian society is expanding so much, just like in the United States, where people live is starting to encroach on where animals used to live. One of the side effects of that happened a couple years ago. This one community moved a little too close to a family of tigers. And this one particular tiger, every couple months, would just come into the village and kill somebody. And it was happening over the course of like two years, this one same tiger was just every once in a while would uh, drag someone off into the woods and eat them. And so they decided to try and lure this tiger out so they could trap it and take it somewhere where it can't murder people. And it turns out there is an ingredient in Calvin Klein cologne, this one particular pheromone that just drives jungle cats crazy. So keep that in mind if you're ever on a fucking safari. Yeah, don't want to get where my CKB (laughs) into into the situation. Yeah, so the snake bites are super fatal in India. Um, Well, they 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 used the cologne to draw the tiger out, and then they had to kill the tiger. Right. You didn't let me finish, Jeff. Sorry, I apologize. (laughs) I assume that was what was happening. Um, it's funny because yeah, per capita, the deaths it's only like one point eight or something like that. Like it's not necessarily crazy high per capita, but because there's so many people in India, the numbers are like out of control. And I think the second closest is like uh, Indonesia, but yeah. they they actually have a much higher rate. It's like five. It's like deaths is like uh, five point eight deaths per hundred thousand in Indonesia. Maybe we should just get rid of snakes. Well, like what are we? A couple of St. Patrick's over here. <laughs> I mean, we don't need them. What do snakes do for anybody? They might be the most useless animal. I I'd think say so. That's a mosquito. But don't mosquitoes do something good? Well, snakes let you know who not to date. Well, if yeah, you that. Them, if you see them in somebody's house in a in a fish tank, you're like, well, we're, we're done here. God's red flag, the snake. Absolutely. What's weird about this is for some reason the government lies about it. There was a 2020 study that was based on verbal autopsies, which I'm not sure what that is. I mean, I'm assuming it's what it sounds like, but <laughs> it sounds not terribly professional. A yeah. verbal autopsy. Get your autopsy online. Don't even leave the house. I just imagine that's one guy who has to check every dead body in India. So he's just like, dead, dead, super dead, tiger, I don't know, fucking, yeah. He has to do like 50,000 a day. To to (laughs) be fair, like, it seems like a lot of deaths could be like a pretty good verbal autopsy. We're That's just true. like, yeah, they're they're charred yeah. and burned to death. Next. Yeah. What I'm warning is that India would be a great place to get away with a murder if that's as uh, deep as they're investigating. Sure would, especially with that burn thing, because you can kill someone first and then set them on fire. This There's is- a way to tell if that's happened to a person. But if you're doing a verbal autopsy, you're not going to be able to figure throw it out. Throw a fucking snake at him, man. <laughs> Cleopatra that shit. Technically, you didn't do anything. The snake killed the guy. Like, you're you're off scot-free. <laughs> So according to these verbal autopsies, close to 58,000 Indian citizens die each year from snake bites. That is so many. It's a lot of people. That's a lot. But the, but the government around that same time declared that the number of snake bite deaths in the country were 689. They cut to the prime minister of India saying it's a lie and it's just clearly a bunch of snakes in a human suit. <laughs> Handing him a bribe. Yeah. Yeah. This is... <laughs> incorrect shaky hand with a briefcase full of money it's like flopping all over the place man i gotta tell you i I was reading this article and some of the like the way they described the deaths i was like oh i'm not gonna sleep i was like Like, i was reading these articles last night and uh man the snake bite article i was like i don't feel comfortable sleeping now because there's somewhere it's like a lady went up to the bathroom and got bit by a snake and died and it was just hanging out by your toilet. And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm never going, I'm never using the toilet again. Either rats inside of it, snakes outside of it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, there was one guy who just got bit in his sleep. Like, what an asshole that snake is. The guy's just fucking laying there. Doing his it's not own very thing. very sporting. 
<laughs> it's an assassin snake. Yeah. One of the reasons so many people die from snake bites in India, apparently, is that it'll sometimes happen in these little villages where instead of having hospitals, they have like magic men who you, you go to them for a snake bite and they're like, you don't need to go to the hospital. Just rub milk on your body. <laughs> Come on home, girl. <laughs> you don't need no medicine. Let's put milk on there. Oh, wow. Also, Hindus consider Shiva one of the principal deities of Hinduism as being Lord of the Snakes. So you can't be mean to snakes. My favorite Slayer album. Uh. (laughs) I say that's my favorite Irish step dancing uh, video because they got rid of them all. Now it's just Michael Flatley as the Lord of the Snakes. I I do wonder if that has something to do with the government not being quite as open as they could be about how many snakes kill people. They might not want to seem like a fucking backwater country. Like, yeah, the worst PR you could get if you're India is uh, snakes keep eating everyone who lives here. Yeah, yeah, that and all the train rapes. <laughs> train sure. rapes are bad. Those are bad. Not good. One of the worst PR things I ever saw related to India, there was a TV show, uh, Morgan Spurlock had this TV show called 30 Days, where people would go live 30 days in the shoes of someone else. And this one guy went to India to work as a customer service representative at a call center in India. And the house he was living in, when he was there, there was a hornet's nest underneath the shower head. Oh, Jesus. And you just had to shower with it there. Like, no one did anything to get rid of it. You just had to shower with the ever-present threat that you might wake up hornets that would come and stab you while you're naked. To be totally honest, and this is not a joke, we had a very similar situation at the old Mean Boys house where there was a there was like a wasp nest directly outside the window of the bathroom, so you just had to keep an eye on it every day. Oh, I don't like that. Jesus, yeah, we man. didn't love it either. Yeah, couldn't you have someone get rid of it? You'd think, and yet none of us <laughs> thought to call anybody. <laughs> like an exterminator would have come knock that down for like $10. No, we called at one point, and they were like, it'll be $80. And we all just looked at each other and went, none of our lives are worth that. And so we just <laughs> left them up. Man, the That's fact that, that $80 was just not worth it for you guys. <laughs> in no Div- way. And there were like eight of us. We could have all pitched in 10 bucks, and we're like, nah, fuck it. We'll take the risk. That that's one of those things where you were like, uh, we had the glory days, but they were unnecessarily created. Like it was almost yeah. like that was like a falsified. Like remember the good old days when we couldn't even afford to get the hornet's nest taken care of. It's like you could have absolutely afforded to get that thing. Yeah. No, no, we couldn't even handle it. It's like no, you were just lazy as shit. Yeah. Ah. You all, you all had to just uh, give up one pack of cigarettes. No like, deal. I'm out. Nope, not happening. <laughs> I would like Country. to add, though, that you didn't name name the snakes, and I know we got to move, but also can we oh, yeah, yeah. the snakes? There, there are more than 300 species of snakes in India. Most of them are non-venomous, but there are four very dangerous species of snakes in India. The Indian cobra, the common crate, the Russell's viper, and the saw-scaled viper. Man, right? poor common crate, who's like, how come everybody else gets a dope-ass name? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like he he's like literally got like images of guns all over him and he's like that's what you pulled from me? Call yeah, me? Really? There's, okay, sure. My name is just a, Dave. How about th- that? Yeah, there's a skull pattern on my head. Yeah. What do you want to bet the Russell's Viper is named after the first guy he killed? Kurt Russell. <laughs> that's, that's how Actual they discovered snake it. Bliskin. <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, that was you know, so Kurt, good. That was so good. Thank you. You know, Kurt Russell was the first person to report the Arizona Lights UFO incident. Was he really? He, he saw them while piloting a plane, and he was piloting the plane to take his son to visit his girlfriend. Like, what a cool fucking dad. <laughs> that, that fucking rocks. Dad, I need to fuck. Can we get in your plane? And he's like, sure, son. Look, there's a UFO out the window. <laughs> Yeah, now let's go land and be rich again. <laughs> it really is uh, an example of how rich of a life a rich person lives because Kurt Russell didn't even remember that happening for like two years after. And then people started talking about it and he was like, oh yeah, I was the guy. I'm the guy that called that in. I forgot. It's it's nice when you see somebody who's good at being rich because I feel like a lot of rich people don't know what to do. So they're like, I guess I'll just go to Epstein Island and eat babies or whatever. <laughs> But this guy's like, hell yeah, I'm getting like a pussy chauffeur plane and I'm talking to the government about aliens. What a life. It's like yeah. how Harrison Ford would just fly around saving people. And you're just oh, like, yeah, that's the your rule. fuck? 
<laughs> yeah. Did he save himself all those times too? Is that how he survived all those alive. plane crashes? Yeah. That guy 9-11 to golf course and then walked out and did like three more Star Wars movies. He's 9-11 to couple golf courses. Yeah, he's not like 9-15 at this point. So that's I another he... great thing he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Fuck a golf course. Taking out rich white men. There ah. you go. Let's talk about bootleg liquor. As we always do about this time. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is a thing I've been fascinated with with for a long time because I wrote an article in my very early days at Cracked about weird ways people get drunk and high in other countries. And one of the entries on that list was Nigeria, where they would drink something called Kororo, which was jet fuel. Uh, It was just jet fuel. It had color additives and they would kind of cut it with water. But other than that, people were just drinking jet fuel and they were dying. You, you know more than me. That seems crazy because like, wouldn't I feel like I could buy a bottle of whiskey cheaper than I could buy a bottle of jet fuel. They would steal the jet fuel. That and makes then sense. Sell it as I, alcohol. I would like to add, however, that um, jet fuel seems like they use a lot of it every day in America. It's probably cheaper than we realize. That makes sense. The way they describe whiskey. And they're like a bottle age and casked for 15 years. Yeah, now this yeah. shit is aged for 45 seconds. Yeah. It'll make a tank <laughs> yeah. explode. Jet Blue ain't putting Kentucky bourbon into the fucking fuel line. <laughs> so now this is a problem that has reached the country of Zimbabwe, where people are drinking alcohol that is just straight ethanol or methanol with a little bit of brown food coloring. And, <laughs> Which seems and they mix so unnecessary. Yeah. The, I mean, it's a nice touch. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Yeah, one of the I, I forgot to mention this on that same in that same cracked article. One of the other things that I talked about was in Russia, there were companies that were selling aftershave, but they sold it in bottles that looked like vodka bottles because it was way cheaper than vodka. And then you could just buy it. And when people saw you swigging from that bottle out in public, they didn't know you were just drinking aftershave and it was killing people. You cannot drink aftershave yeah you that's uh, fucking gnarly you sure can yeah. drink aftershave it's just I mean, not a long yeah. shelf life for the person not, drinking it. Right. not a long play that's for sure so in zimbabwe this drink is known by street names such as musambodia kachasu or tumwa and it's not all bad they do dilute it with water so it's not pure methanol or ethanol that reduces the alcohol content a little bit. Then they package it in bottles that look like legitimate booze. And it's very cheap. 50 cents will buy you a 200 milliliter bottle of fake whiskey. For $5, you can get 12 bottles. 200 milliliters? I think those are the airplane bottles, right? We call those nips in the old New England. It's because you're not drinking straight ethanol. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Well, yeah, we are. I said I said ethanol, not fentanyl. <laughs> so, in the packaging, it'll tell you that the alcohol is 40% alcohol when the content is actually way stronger. Here's a quote from one Zimbabwe resident. Whenever you see someone sleeping by the roadside, either in the heat or in rain, you know that these are the effects of this drink. It is highly intoxicating and has become highly addictive. Addictive. And part of this, again, is because of COVID lockdowns. The government shut down bars and beer halls in the country when COVID happened. And people were like, well, we still have to drink. And so it created a hole in the market that has been filled by pure methanol. Great. I do, I do love the idea of somebody pouring themselves like a, like a double shot of straight up just gasoline and then putting a lime in it just to make it look fancy. <laughs> yeah. I like I'm, umbrella. I'm very surprised that there aren't like those like offshoot companies of Jack Daniels that are like, oh, like, oh, we can sell really cheap jet fuel. Let's get over there. Like it would make sense yeah. that the white colonialism of America isn't getting up there being like, we need to get in on this jet fuel money. Yeah. Yeah. We need to send UN peacekeepers in with just pallets of actual alcohol, drop it in Zimbabwe and then yeah. get out of there. Just Everybody little... die of alcohol poisoning safely, please. Yeah. It's like really nice bottle. Like, here's some Warbringer whiskey. And you're just like, oh, really nice. Mm, colonizers select. Let's talk about Rodrigo Duterte. I would love to. What a character. What a what a what a goof. Face of a teddy bear, heart of a fucking serial killer. That guy. Uh, a story broke recently that he was once his presidential term was up. 
he was going to run for vice president just so he could kind of hang around in power. And unfortunately, that crisis seems to have passed because the people of the Philippines were like, no, you're not. We will rise up and murder you, sir. Damn. Uh, well, are you familiar with what he did in the Philippines? I know he. I know about him a little bit. Like, isn't he the dude who was just like murdering like uh, drug people in the streets and was just like crazy, like super Hitler? Yeah, he he launched this campaign when he like when he campaigned for office. One of his campaign pledges was that he would dump one hundred thousand criminals in Manila Bay within his first six months in office. And people were like, gnarly. yes, yes, we want that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> he he launched this anti-drug campaign where if you were found to be a drug user, if you didn't immediately agree to go to his uh, drug rehab camps, which were jails, sure, you would just be killed in the streets. And there was no verification process. So say Jeff and I were in the Philippines, which we are, I could go. Which we are, yes. I could go, excuse me, officer, this man is a drug addict. And they would say, all right, come with me. And if Jeff said no, you get shot dead in the streets. I mean, the behavior seems bad, but the shooting Jeff part I like. So I am conflicted about this. This Yeah, I know I used a bad example there for people because everyone's on board now. But it is possible that he's going to retain some power there, seeing as how his daughter is running for president, as is a very close ally, Senator Senator Christopher Lawrence. Go! Uh, (laughs) So with him no longer running, that leaves a whole lot of room for her to take over as president. This comes hot on the heels of the International Criminal Court authorizing an investigation into Duterte's war on drugs. And there was a lot of worry that his plan to run for vice president was just a means of shielding himself from that prosecution. But uh, now it looks like he he might face that prosecution. But uh, Duterte's close ally, the aforementioned Senator Goat, makes no apologies for his predecessor's campaign. Here's a quote. Let the public judge if their children feel safer now with less addicts and crime on the streets. So he's like, I'm going to shoot more yeah. drug addicts. I'm going to dump 200,000 criminals in the bay. For the general feeling of safety. Yeah. Well, but, I feel a little more comfortable. This is like, that's like next door's wet dream. Yeah. Kill all of the homeless people so you feel slightly <laughs> more comfortable in your own neighborhood. Yeah. Can you imagine what really conservative neighborhoods on next door are like in Texas right now? Like, that's probably just abortion, abortion snitching. Oh, for left sure. And right. And where, and where the next school shooting is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> They're planning it. Some probably. people are. Yeah. So. I I bring all of that up about Rodrigo Duterte to bring up the really important aspect of this story, which is that the one thing standing in the way of Duterte's allies maintaining power might be former boxer Manny Pacquiao, because he, having reached the heights of celebrity in the ring, even further heights of celebrity as a country singer, now he wants to take the ultimate spot in the Philippines and become president. Will that be better? You think that'll be better? I honestly yeah. just think it's kind of uh, refreshing to see another country doing like dumb shit America is doing. <laughs> I mean, they did that for a while, but this, like the last guy was an asshole. This next guy might be just like a like a medium amount of brain damage. Okay, like, I, could, I, I could work with that. I would like to add, by the way, that uh, I, 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 a study that I saw because somebody was like, "How come you never wanted to be like a pro fighter?" And I'm like, "Well, I like my brain." And it's something like 82 to 87% of all former professional fighters have some form of brain damage. That seems high, but also kind of low. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, yeah. like, of course they do. Like, that's the job. Yes, yes. yes. You take, you get hit in the head and that shit's going to happen. Yeah. Um, like, do I think it would be better than Duterte? Probably. I mean, we've talked about Pacquiao in the past kind of a lot. And he's a vehement homophobe, but I have a feeling that's like most people from the philippines that age like is, yeah is he be. super homophobic i don't know about this he's he's, he's a bit of a homophobe yeah to okay. be fair also also f- boxers are pretty fucking homophobic too like that culture is dog shit yeah that's the thing do you want any boxer as your president not maybe especially Le- maybe lennox lewis lennox I get why lewis. just because he's got a british accent i bet he's still a fucking asshole no, he was like a really nice he, no he seems like a good dude Probably not. Yeah, so did Marvin Harrison in post-game interviews, and he murdered a couple people. 
I mean, Allegedly. yeah, who would like like George Foreman? I don't know. He's a preacher. That's a little too religious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who would you want to get? Tommy Morris. Well, Tommy Morrison, you can't get Floyd Mayweather. Floyd, yeah, Floyd Mayweather just just beating the shit out of his female opponents. <laughs> uh, yeah, would there be a boxer you'd feel comfortable being uh, president? Deontay maybe, Wilder. Maybe like that first boxer you fight in Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Glass Joe? He's yeah, Glass Joe. He's French. He can't be president. Ah, there you go. You fucking, this country. The American. Yeah, in I that, like that we slipped that trope into Mike Tyson's oh, th- punch that out. that whole thing. Like, Von Kaiser is the second guy. <laughs> like, come on. I think the first. Joe um, Flamenco. I think. Or Don Flamenco. The first American you get is Mr. Sandman and then Super Macho Man. Okay. I think those are the two. See, I like, want the weak one because I'm like, all right, we want a boxer, but we want to be able to overthrow him if he's shitty. Like, I don't want him so strong he can just fight everyone off. Yeah. Yeah. You go to the State of the Union and it's just. <laughs> now I'm just picturing <laughs> the January. <laughs> I'm picturing the January 6th, like the storming the Capitol, but Mike Tyson is the president and he's just beating everyone coming through the door to death just one at a time. Oh, man. Could you imagine you're running in to storm the Capitol and fucking Mike Tyson is waiting behind that door? Just fucking storming out. <laughs> yeah. He bites the horn off a of buffalo shaman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you know what? The the election was fair. It's, it was fair. I'm going to go. Hey, it's fine. You win. We're so scared. Piss. Just trail yeah. down the fucking stairs. Yeah. Now I'm trying to think if there is a boxer that I would be like, this is somebody that I would I would go to bat for. Uh, like some like Evander Holy. No, he's a pretty religious nut. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sure, I can't. Maybe she, like Marvin Hagler's dead, but he seemed like a pretty OK guy. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't. Sugar Ray Leonard. Like, you you only mostly know stuff about boxers like they're not that kind of celebrity where you really get to know what their life is like and if you do so you're not have... learning great stuff about it like yeah not a lot of great behind the scenes no, like Muhammad get... Ali was the greatest of all time at meeting girls when they're young teenagers and then eventually marrying them <laughs> fucking yikes go <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we'll see. Maybe the Philippines will be ruled by a boxer soon. Uh, I mean, it seems might. like maybe not because Duterte's friends and family are still leading him in the polls. Yeah, it seems like he's going to stay in charge, like behind the scenes. Like that's, uh, it's very Putin. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, the thing is like, I think like it would probably most likely be a lateral move, like probably not as violent and like Trumpy as right. Duterte, but certainly not what you'd consider good. No. Yeah, and it's the kind of thing where people would go, all right, well, that war on drugs is going to end. You don't know that. When when Obama came into office, we were like, finally, Guantanamo Bay is going to be shut down. Joe Biden's about to send Haitian migrants to Guantanamo Bay. It is doing great. You know who you, it's do, you know who, who we need as the president? And I hate saying this because, you know, it kind of goes against all the things we've been saying. I feel like The Rock would be all right. Like, I wouldn't be mad mm. about The Rock being a celebrity president. And I know that's like Again, a very stupid I, thing for me to say. But I'm I don't know like, what The Rock thinks about anything. He is a weird vessel for promotion and vague. Vaguely charming Instagram posts about pancakes. I don't trust that guy at all. Yeah. I, I, yeah, he's got too much of a public image to uphold now, but you never know. He could take office and first day be like, all right, now let's talk about QAnon. Yeah. Next no! thing you know, <laughs> Democrats are getting hung yeah. from rafters outside the Capitol. <laughs> if you smell what Q is cooking. <laughs> It's adrenochrome. My God, that's Q's music. <laughs> and then it just comes running out. My God, Tombstone Piledriver on the Ambassador of France. <laughs> My God. Someone called the damn match. <laughs> so that's our episode. Hey, yeah. We made it. We made it all the way around the world. We made it all the way through with only being mildly racist about vehement racists. <laughs> we tried. Yeah. We did. did I think best. we did the best three white men could do. <laughs> Absolutely. I would agree with that. Uh, do we have anything to plug before we get out here? Get out here? Get out of here. Uh, I will just say real quick, uh, I'm launching a sub stack. It's called Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Friends. And you can give me money to write instead of talk because uh, I like to do both things because I want to get paid for more than one thing at once. You know? Yeah. It's a dream goddamn dream uh keith do you have anything to plug uh yeah i've got a podcast with tom goss called uh, this is not a show uh also follow me on social media at keith tells jokes 
Um, I'm not sure when this is going up, but I'm going on tour uh, mid-October. So uh, depending on when this is out, uh, check my Twitter and Instagram and shit. And uh, if I'm near you, come see me. Where are you going, Keith? I'm going to like Pittsburgh, uh, Richmond, Virginia, Auburn, Alabama, Jacksonville, Florida, Atlanta, uh, a couple the, other places. All, all the best destinations to want to go to. Oh, hell yeah. All the hot spots. <laughs> yeah, if you have a car in your yard, come see me do comedy near you. <laughs> or perhaps do comedy on the car in your yard. Some of these cities, I would gladly take a yard car because uh, a bar won't email me back. <laughs> uh Jeff, I, how about you? Well, I don't know if you know this, Adam, but I have cool friends, and I have a podcast called... I disagree. You were one of them, so all right, let's do that. Uh, we I have a podcast called Jeff Has Cool Friends, uh, which is available at patreon.com slash Jeff May uh, for the early uncensored episodes with bonus content. If you want it for free, you can wait a week and get it for free wherever you want. That's fine. It's available there. Uh, you can also check out Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed <laughs> Network. And then you can also check out You Don't Even Like Sports, a sports a podcast about how Keith doesn't like Jeff sports. Jeff doesn't even like no, sports. fuck you. Oh, fuck okay. you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, and then you can check out I'm on Unpops a lot. That's it. What, what do you want from me? Uh, all right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Keith, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the dangerous Filipino presidential election <laughs> rookie card, everybody. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. Jimmy and Tan. Bring a blood object to Bristol Street Bring a blood object